Welcome to another edition of On the Line. I'm Joe Mullings. And I am Holly Scott. And today we're going to cover a fun subject around salary negotiation. Yes, around negotiating and We're really pushing hard for this one. Well, it's an important one, and it's one we get uh, pinged on mm-hmm. quite often, mm-hmm. um, quite often. Um, I think for purposes today, let's let's stick to the masses. This is not a C-level yep. negotiation because yep. those can get a little yep. um, more intricate and different. So this is for the the general population, all of us who are are looking to... Oh, the principles are the same. Yeah, the yeah well, the, the, the general mechanics are certainly the same, right? Um, but something that can be applied regardless, mm-hmm. right? Walking in. So um, I'll start out. Salary negoci- negotiations should start early mm-hmm. um, and often. Right. Too many mm-hmm. people wait until, quote unquote, the offer stage, both mm-hmm. the hiring company as well as the individual. Um, so from my side, I would say be transparent too. Mm-hmm. tell them what you're making. Mm-hmm. Tell them how it breaks down base bonus when the bonus is paid out, what the historical pay has been on that bonus. I know some of you right now are shaking your head out there saying, ha ha in California, I don't have to tell them what I'm making. Mm-hmm. Ha ha in Massachusetts, I don't have to tell you what I'm making. Um, but you're not doing yourself a service. Oh yeah, no, negotiations should be, at, at by the time we get to offer stage, if you're foundationally strong on the data, where you're coming from, and that's every component, that's base, bonus, equity, last few years of W-2, what you've actually earned. Your Any, contribution on your healthcare? Absolutely. So go down all your list when you go into that client mm-hmm. early. So when do you start? Um, right after the first TI, the telephone interview, mm-hmm. when you're going on site, you want to go in with an inventory. You don't open up the interview that way, but eventually mm-hmm. somebody's going to ask you, what are you making? Right, right. And and if you're not asked, you should know that's your homework. The things that you can do on your side is be completely ready because when that door is open, it, and it will, you are prepared because your information should be tight your side of the negotiation should be tight because you're going to be most effective at negotiating the best outcome if you know what you need, what you want optimally so that you can move from that position. Yeah, and, and again, the inventory is important. So let's let's go down the list and, and be real deliberate here. So base, bonus, historical bonus, when the bonus is paid out, Yes. any additional incentives you have, mm-hmm. you can put the stock options in there if they're appropriate for this time of your career. Also, what your medical benefits are, what's covered, mm-hmm. your vacation, um, and any additional items that are covered. Some salespeople have uh, car allowances, uh, uh, phone allowances, mm-hmm. etc. cetera. And, and this is why you want to do that, because when you get the offer, one of the worst things you could do is say that offer is not enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. When you get an offer, you want to say, thank you for the offer, um, X is fine, um, having said that, um, I was expecting to see X, and let's just use a number, plus 10%. And you can't just say, because I want it. Right. Oh, gosh. Go with data, right? Go with data. Go with so data. So if you're relocating mm-hmm. to a higher cost of living, mm-hmm. get your metrics around that. Mm-hmm. If um, you've had a um, flat salary for the last three years, and it's not for performance, but because wages were frozen or whatever it was, let the uh, incoming company know that. Now, 
the incumbent company is not responsible for your lack of pay previously, mm -hmm. but my guess is it affected market on where you are. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. You're going in with, with information. You're prepared for that conversation. Let's assume for this conversation that negotiations are going to happen on, you're going to happen, are going to happen exclusively with you and said hiring manager. There's no intermediary like you or I in between this. So it's on you. The onus is on you. How are you going to negotiate the best deal? So at some point in process, and it may be at the very end stage, right? It may be, unfortunately. We hope not, but unfortunately it may come at you. And it may be at the very end stage you have an HR recruiter or someone who says, hey, our midpoint on this is X dollars, and it's lower than what you currently make. And your first reaction is, oh, God, here we go. Kick in the gut. This is terrible. What a waste of time. Hold back on that, right? Mm -hmm. Hold back on that. Because we have to start somewhere, and they don't know at this point what you're coming from and where you're at. So now is the time to start that conversation. Now you have something to talk about. Um, even if it's way off, you have a starting point. And I always recommend starting with, I really want to work with your team. This sounds like a great opportunity. I, I, I'd love to make this work. However, I want to share with you some pieces of the puzzle. And then. Yeah, and, and, and you're right. So you start with the inventory, and then you have to give an evidence-based argument around not just because I want. Mm -hmm. And here's what's important is rarely is it for the person who you're negotiating with. The person who you're negotiating with has to go take that to a comp committee, Absolutely. to HR, to a VP, especially if it falls above the quote unquote range. Exactly. When they set the range, they did not have you in mind. That's right. But That's now right. that you've showed up, and Holly brings a really powerful um, mindset to the game is, a number is just a number. Don't get paralyzed by it. Mm -hmm. When the number comes out lower, and it will always be lower than what you want, Yes. Just acknowledge it and say, cool, understand that, mm -hmm. right? And first decide if you really want the job. If you don't want the job, then just save everybody's time right. and just punt. Nothing to talk about. Correct. Mm -hmm. But you've got to explain with full inventory where you are. You have to explain with an evidence-based argument why. And do that in email. Mm -hmm. Don't do it exclusively on a phone call. A phone call cannot be shared with the people who are eventually making the decision. That's right. And That's they want right. to pass that email along. Mm -hmm. And now you've got some real sort of pins in the map mm -hmm. to work from. That's right. You've got the hiring manager or the said HR person, whomever you're, you're, you're discussing this with. They need to go and take this information to the people who are going to make decisions. And the more you have it in front of them, I would personally prefer a phone call followed with an email. I'm going to share with you. 100%. Just because I think you get more of the the sincerity of the interest in putting something together here because if you're way off you can send the wrong message by saying hey here's where i am and the other person on the end of the email says oh shit, we're way far well apart. you don't send that email in isolation mm -hmm. in other words you're not sending a exclusively whether it's email so let's say let's play a scenario here um sally smith is the hiring manager um bob jones is got a call set up mm -hmm. with hey, we want to talk to you about an offer. Mm -hmm. Fantastic, right? Um, Bob, looking forward to our call on Monday morning. Um, I just first and foremost, while compensation is important to me and my family, um, I really want to work with ABC Company. Um, having said that, I know economics are part of this. Mm -hmm. Let me share with you where my numbers are, um, and we can use that at least as um, a point to have a conversation around. Don't say a starting point. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. We can use that as data to have a conversation around. Exactly. Right. I'm share with you data. Um, but mm -hmm. and in closing, right after the data is there, in closing, again, I want to reiterate. Mm -hmm. Item number one, you shared with me, we're trying to launch. Item number two, it's a European effort. Mm -hmm. Item number three, it's growing a team. Those really jazz me up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That email is going to be forwarded off like a bad fruitcake amongst right. all the decision makers. Yes. And you need to put context mm -hmm. and add the love around why you want to work there. Right, right. And as we're collecting data and as we're collecting information, um, stand guard at the references you make to, I heard that, or individuals are making, or Google tells me, or salary surveys, or some of that data. Th those, are, those are pieces to, to consider, certainly. Sure. But don't hold a company hostage by something you hear from third parties. At the end of the day, they're coming to you because they want you, they want to make it work, and don't hold them as biblical, right? Let's let's make sure that they're taken in context. Yeah, and, and so I, I always, it drives me crazy when people use salary surveys yeah. because they're so generic. Um, they, they differ from block from block, and, and let's use San Francisco, they differ from uh, med tech to general tech to biotech. Mm -hmm. If you're going to make, so you're asking Joe, then what would be an evidence-based argument? Mm -hmm. Well, maybe your commute increases. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've got to go ahead and lease a new car because the mileage you're gonna put on your old car mm -hmm. is not gonna allow you to feel safe getting back and forth. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's more tolls. Mm -hmm. um, Maybe that the new organization doesn't cover tuition reimbursement. By the way, mm -hmm. add that to your list. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mm -hmm. cover tuition reimbursement, but you want to continue on with your, your ongoing education. Yes. Right? So there are a number of items that you want to add to, here's why I'm requesting another 5%, if you will. Right. Exactly. They should all be pieces of the data that you accumulate. But if you go to an organization and, and you go to offer negotiations and say, Here's the salary survey from last year, and it says I should be making X, Y, or Z. You're not going to get anywhere, and nope. frankly, you're going to lose a lot of stock pretty yep. quick because that's there. There are just so many pieces out there that are not. First of all, they're not accurate. Like you said, you can turn if you want to work there. People make it work. Yeah. People go to the bay all the time, and it's the hardest place in the entire world to actually buy and, and live, right? And here's how you can get around comp. Don't get wrapped around the axle on W-2. Mm -hmm. Although, look, W-2 is really important because that's what gets the compounding interest year over year when you get a 6% raise or a 15% mm -hmm. move. Here's other items to ask for. Um, ask for an early review. If mm -hmm. you can't move the needle on compensation, ask for a six-month merit review. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. one. That's fair. Number two, ask for a sign-on bonus. Mm -hmm. You can stretch that sign-on bonus a couple different ways. One is, you know, cash in the first 30 days mm -hmm. or cash over a nine-month period, mm -hmm. right? So it lessens the load on that. That's another way to hit the economic side of things. Mm -hmm. Another is ask for an additional week of uh, vacation, mm -hmm. right? Because if you're making 150000 a year, that means you're making 3000 a week. If they can't come up on that number for you, ask for another week holiday. Right. Mm -hmm. Again, you don't always get it. I'm just giving you ideas to right. Um, consider. Right. And then also ask for the ability to go to said seminar or some sort of um, uh, ongoing education mm -hmm. um, that you've always wanted to go to, that the company pays for that out of a different basket mm -hmm. and it doesn't bastardize their mm -hmm. 
um, sort of salary ranges in there. Right, right. Yeah, no, you can definitely get creative with uh, with covering those gaps. It's If you go to the table with the gaps and then are open to ideas around them, I think that they're very valid. The vacation sends me a little squirrely because... It's um, last on my list, but I still yeah. would not throw it out. Yeah, yeah, and, and I... I because vacation is often brought up and we work with a lot of young companies. So young companies, you know, there's, there's, there's skin in the game and there's, a, there's an attitude of it. So you can send the wrong message when you say, hey, I'm at four weeks vacation over here. I'd like to be met at four weeks walking in the door. But I'm saying from a negotiation startup. side, so mm-hmm. basic, negotiation 101, give them three things and give them a throwaway they can say no to right away, mm-hmm. right? So if you start out and say, well, maybe we can make the gap up in one of three ways. Mm-hmm. One is a sign-on, um, second is a six-month review, merit review, or third is salary. Mm-hmm. Well, if you only sent the first two, you're not giving them something easy to throw out. So they're Im- immediately gonna go, no, forget about the holidays, no, 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 no. Now all of a sudden they have to pick between the other two, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So again, I'm just saying, always in negotiations, you want a th- an easy throwaway mm-hmm. um, on the other side of the equation. Oh, I agree. I do get asked specifically on sign-ons a lot. Um, sign-ons, in, in in my experience, are in lieu of other things, right? They're not just give-me's. And, and typically with um, organizations that are revenue generating, they're more frequent when it comes to uh, either referral bonuses or start bonuses and things like that. But in the startup world, sign-ons are typically to cover relocation or to cover some kind of gap elsewhere, perhaps things you're walking away from or or meeting you somewhere on education reimbursement or something that well, you might si- have to tie have. the sign-on to a merit review. So in other words, you, you can ask for the sign-on first, mm-hmm. and if they say no, mm-hmm. say, okay, I understand, mm-hmm. unfortunate, mm-hmm. Um, would you consider a bonus tied to a merit review in six month period, mm-hmm. right? So there's a quid pro quo is, you know, no promise, mm-hmm. but then it's on you to over deliver in order to earn that bonus, mm-hmm. right? And by the way, with the sign on bonus, you should totally expect a clawback on it. So oh, if you get a sign on sure. bonus, mm-hmm. you better be prepared that if you leave the company and not let go for mm-hmm. cause or, um, any other reason, you should be prepared to pay that back yes. or see language within a 12-month period. That, that's right. Don't that's get pissed true. off. Mm-hmm. The only time I would give you advice to counter against that is, let's say it's December mm-hmm. or let's say November, and you're due your 2018 bonus in February 2019, and the company then wants you earlier, doesn't want to wait around for you, and you're walking away from a 20K bonus. Mm-hmm. But they're gonna say, listen, we'll give you a 10K sign-on to cover that bonus. I would not sign a document on a clawback on that mm-hmm. because that's money you earned mm-hmm. the year before. And then I would have discussion around that and say, listen, cool, mm-hmm. appreciate that. But a clawback on that is something that I earned previously. Yep. Right? Valid so point. just just yep. some things to negotiate around on that. I don't, I don't oh, wanna yeah. make it all one way or the other. No, no, they're, they're absolutely yeah. great points, yeah. And uh, I, I think it's clean at this point, but there's, don't go in with the idea of being bought. Your skill set may be in, in incredible demand, but yeah. uh, be, be real, stand guard at that. Yeah. And and how many times can we realistically go back negotiations, right? You, how, at what point do you really get the client turned off in terms of, of having further conversations overall. Right, and, and, and again, a lot of that comes from start the negotiations early. And mm-hmm. what I mean by starting the negotiations is not 
the actual negotiation itself, but loading um, the process with an awareness of where you are. Mm -hmm. The worst thing in the world to do is go through this whole process and like a jack-in-the-box, spring it on somebody right. that you you know your expectations and or your comp is through the ceiling. Right. Um, right. And so I would say that there's very few surprises mm -hmm. and there's very little ongoing negotiation after one or two iterations if you declare all of the data early in the process. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, how many times do we go through process with a candidate and they say, gosh, I was, I'm at 175 on a base and we get closer and say, oh, I just looked at my W-2 last year. I'm actually at 179.8. And, you know, it, do yourself a favor, know early in process. The minute you have something you're checking out, know exactly where yeah. you're at, know your data. Mm -hmm. That is going to give you the power position to move from all along the way so that you're not wiggling because your data's there. You're mm -hmm. standing on your data. Everything else can move around you to see if it's gonna make sense. Yeah, and you brought up one more thing um, before we close out. When you declare where you are comp-wise, make sure you reference when your last raise was. Yes. Because if you're, go let's say for argument's sake, your raise review is in January, let's just say, and you're looking at a position and you're negotiating in November, mm -hmm. and you gave them a number, because sometimes the hiring process takes 60 days, 90 mm -hmm. days these days. Make sure that in the data you give is my last merit review was 6% in January. I'm due for another review in January. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if they push the process out, it's not a surprise to them. They right. can go back and reference it. And you could be like, look, we're 30 days from me actually moving up six points. Right, right. So make sure, mm -hmm. make a note of that before mm -hmm. you uh, pop the earbuds out of the earbuds out of your ear on this podcast. Um, make sure you put when your last raise was, because it's an asset to you. Oh, uh, again, this is Otherwise, all in your advantage. Yeah, this is all in your all in your um, um, corner. Yep, absolutely. You go into it. You have that prepared. You're going to have much better conversations yeah. all along the way. And you're viewed as a professional. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So that's it. Everybody's favorite talking about money. Um, anything else on closing? No, I want to raise. Here, have a bottle of water. I get the ceramic cup. She gets the water. Maybe after 22 more years, I'll get a cup. You're on a bushes next month. Hold your breath. Anyway, this has been online. I'm Joe Mullings. And I'm Holly Scott. Have a great day.